Good morning from Stanford Christian Church. My name is Pastor Jeremy. Today we open the fifth of seven messages Jesus sends to the early churches in Revelations chapter 2 and 3. Have you ever played the dirty Santa games at Christmas time? You know, everyone brings a gift and they wrap it up and they put it in the middle and then you play a game where you pick one or you steal one from someone else. So when it's your turn, you study all the gifts in the middle and you see the ones that your friends have already picked and you're trying to figure out what's in them or, or if it's good or not. However, it's hard. There are hits, but it is hard to know what's on the inside based on the outside. Sometimes they're wrapped up all tight. You can kind of see the shape, or maybe you saw who carried it in, and you know they always bring the good stuff, or maybe you know that they probably put something like a free hug on the inside. It's hard to know. Today, Jesus calls some people out because they are all wrapped up nice on the outside, but inside, there is nothing good. Revelation chapter 3, starting in verse 1. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, these are the words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have a name of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is on the point of death. For I have not found your works perfect in the, my, in the sight of my God. Remember, then once you've received and heard, obey it and repent. If you do not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know at what hour I will come to you. Yet you have still a few persons in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. If you conquer, you will be clothed like them in white robes. And I will not erase your name from the book of life. I will confess your name before my Father and his angels. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. In each of these seven messages, Jesus introduces himself, and each time he emphasizes his presence and authority with the church. This one's no different. He is the one who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, it says. He, other places in the Revelation have identified these images as spiritual beings connected to each church in some way. Now, Jesus wants them to know that he fully grasps the situation. He is fully informed and completely aware of all that is going on with them. There is no aspect of these churches that he does not know or judge correctly. There is nothing hidden from him. So today, I ask, what are you hiding all wrapped up inside? Many people appear spiritually alive, but are not. Inside, they are empty, just going through the motions, checking it off the list, putting on the outward religion, but there's no real love or connection with Jesus in their heart. It's a show. It is more about how I'm seen than seeing God. It's about doing the right things in the right places and looking the right way. Now, we are not saying that all religious expressions are vain or worthless. Coming to church is essential, and religious ceremonies such as communion hold great value, and Jesus teaches us to do them, and he does good to us through them. But the question, and this is what it's all about, the question is, are they empty, or are they filled with love for God and for others? Jesus describes this reality better than I can. So Matthew chapter 23, he describes the same error in the Pharisees 
and the scribes of his day. In verse, in verse 23, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint, deal, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. It is these you ought to have practiced without neglecting the others, you blind guides, who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. And then in verse 27, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside look beautiful, but inside are full of bones of the dead and all kinds of uncleannesses. So you also on the outside look righteous to others, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. I fear Jesus speaks these words to some of us as well. Alive in name, but dead inside. A whitewashed tomb, cleaned up and pretty on the outside, but decaying flesh and bones on the inside. They looked righteous on the outside, making all their sacrifices, doing all their religious duties. But when you look on the inside, it's all hypocrisy and lawlessness and greed and self-indulgence, neglecting faith, justice, and mercy. Your religion means nothing. If you are not filled with the love and devotion to Jesus, you can dress up and come to church and do all the religious duties. You can take communion. You can give money. You can sing songs and bow your heads. You can have your name on the membership list, but that means nothing if you do not love Jesus and love the people around you. So I want you to change your focus. Take it off the forms of worship and put it on the God that we worship. Because many of us have got so caught up in the way we worship that we forgot about the God we are worshiping. Following Jesus is not the stuff of religion. It's about the one another. Do you care for them? Are you nice to them? Are you patient with them, willing to help them when you see need, willing to sacrifice to make their day better? Will you forgive them, have some grace and mercy on them when they mess up and even when they, they hurt and be patient with them when they're not up to your standards, when you change things to help them know and follow Jesus? Do, do you love Jesus even when you don't gain anything from it, when no one is watching? That is the question. You have the name of being alive, but are dead on the inside. Now, do not misunderstand this message. I'm not calling you to judge the purity of another's worship. Instead, I pray that you will look inside yourself to remember that God looks at the heart, not the outward appearance, and to ask, is my heart alive with love for God and others, or is there no real life behind my religious actions? One of the most telling things about Jesus' ministry is that he often is merciful and gracious towards the sinner and the outcast, but is very critical of the outwardly religious. Those who are alive in name, but dead inside. We hear Jesus once again speak in this warning in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 1. He says, Beware of the practice, practicing righteousness before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret. And your Father who sees them in secret will reward you. Verse 5 
And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you're praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So if the Spirit puts a burning sensation in you, that this is you Jesus is speaking to, what should you do? He says, wake up. But if you are dead and you, you can't wake up, because the dead only wake by the power of God through Jesus Christ. He says to remember what you first received. That's the gospel of Jesus. You need to get your focus back on Jesus and who he is and what he's done for you. Marvel at the story of God's salvation given to you that even in your rejection of him as your God, that he would come and live a sinless life to give to you and die on the cross to pay the penalty you deserve and resurrect himself to give you new life. Now, remember his love and his mercy and his grace that the one who filled the oceans and put the stars in the sky and designed the orbits of the planets, who has always been there and always will be loved and desired you enough to do this for you, and now he waits like a father waiting for his child to come home, wanting nothing more than to celebrate your homecoming. He would leave the 99 to come and find you. He promises to never leave nor forsake you, and he's working all things to your good. Remember, forget about all the stuff, the logistics, the stresses, the complications, and the confusions, all the distractions. Just remember Jesus, and he will wake you up. Here are the principles to remember what you received and heard. First, spend time with God through Scripture and prayer and church attendance. It isn't just about checking the stuff off the list or, or, or keeping up a good reputation because that's the problem we're talking about today, right? It's about desiring to be near to God, to know him and to trust his ways and to want to follow them, wanting him to work in you and through you and falling in love with him. Spend time with him every day. Now, I know it's busy and there's so much noise in life and it's it's hard to find the time to set aside in silence to be with him, but you must. These are essential steps in the Christian life. Serve people. That's the second thing. We need to change the focus of our faith, our church, our Christianity. It's not about me. It's not about what I get or what I want or how I am seen. Instead, it's about God and others. How can I serve God today? He always connects loving him to loving other people. So what can I do for him or for her or for them? How can I serve my church, my family, my community, my neighbor, my coworker, the guy walking down the street? James chapter 1, verse 27. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress, to keep oneself unstained from the world. Too often we approach our faith and our church with a consumer, me-focused preference mentality. 
We steer the church to create the religion we want, one we're comfortable with, one that accomplishes our goals and claims it is the way of God. However, that is not where Jesus leads us. Instead, it's all about him and them. What does he teach us? How can we welcome people, love people, and point them to him? That that needs to guide us. Listen, our church's purpose statement, to love God, love others, and share the hope of God's word by serving, caring, and giving. Do you hear the focus? We need to strive to live up to this. Maybe you want to serve and you don't know how. Or you have an idea, but it's not something you can do on your own. Let me know. Come talk to me about it. That's my job, to empower and equip you to do what God's calling you to do. There's nowhere that it says that in this church, there's nowhere the Bible or God says that he's going to give all the ideas to the pastors and the elders. The best way for us to love people might be an idea that you have in your head and it's not become a reality because you haven't spoken up yet. I would love to sit down with you and help you figure out how to make it happen. I would love to help you plug in here and find a place to serve. But it's not just about here. The even bigger question is about how do you serve in your everyday life? How do you love people and care for them and give to them and serve them? Self-evaluation is hard. It's hard to really look at ourselves and ask questions like the ones Jesus demanding of us here today. But it's worth it. To those, Jesus promises white robes and their name in the book of life. Whether there's a literal book or not, I don't know. But what it means is that Jesus claims you. You're his. You belong to him. He will speak your name to the Father before the Father, declaring your innocence, your righteousness in him. He gives you eternal life. So don't miss the point. Focus on Jesus. Love God and love people. Thank you so much for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. Once again, my name is Pastor Jeremy. Go to our website, www.stanfordchristianchurch.com, and there you can learn more about our church. You click on the Contact Us tab. Let us know you're listening, how we can love you and serve you, pray for you. Also, we are looking for a church pianist right now. And so if if you're interested in using your gifts uh, to serve God and our congregation, uh, contact me. You can go to that Contact Us tab on our website. Once again, that's www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Have a great week. Love God, love others, and tell somebody about Jesus.